The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick, available wherever you get your podcasts. Paging Dr. Maverick. Paging Dr. Maverick. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm back. Big Data, how you feeling, buddy? How you feeling? I feel like last week, I may have got you out of your slump. Tell me I, uh, my remedy worked. It was very therapeutic. Um, a lot happier this week. Uh, things are looking up. The Gonzaga pain has eased a little bit. We're back to regular business. Well, remember, you know what they say. Time heals all wounds, Big Data. Time heals all wounds. That's that's really all I could prescribe for you because I have nothing else. I'm actually not a doctor, so I don't. But uh, you gave me a prescription. <laughs> again, <laughs> you can only fill that on the street corner by my house. <laughs> that's awesome. Big Data. Big news. Uh, I wanted to start off this week because, you know what, we kind of, we talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He's our best friend now. He's our Canadian best friend. It's Mr. Pat Vellner, who uh, we had on the podcast. We absolutely love talking to him. The Noble 2021 CrossFit Championship started. And uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. The Open Challenge was obviously open to anyone that wanted to get into it. And you know what? He didn't have the greatest showing. He was in 20th place after the Open. Quarterfinals open up. And like a sneaky little Canadian that he is, he's moved up to fourth place woohoo yeah way yeah. to go pat like my little rcmp and you know what they say about the rcmp which is basically the equivalent of the fbi they the mounties always get their man remember that ladies and gentlemen pat vellner is making moves in the crossfit open way to go pat can't wait to have you on the show again can't wait. You know what? I, I wonder if they get championship belts. Actually, I know they don't, but I think we should make that a thing. Talk to the CEO. I'm thinking championship belts for Pat Vellner when he becomes that guy. Consider it done. Boom. From there, let's move over to a little MLB action. Look, MLB, I, I, I'll apologize slightly. You're open, a little soft. I, I almost forgot you guys started this week, and I was saying to myself, hey, guys, where have you been? What are you doing? Let's get going. And uh, big news out of San Diego, Big Data. Yeah, we got San Diego was the lone team in Major League Baseball never to have thrown a no-hitter. No pitcher in Padres history was ever able to do it. Uh, they've been a, in Major League Baseball for 53 seasons, so it's kind of weighing on the franchise a little bit. Joe Musgrove. He's got five seasons in MLB. His career ERA is 420. And mm. out of nowhere, strikes out 10 batters. Faces only one over the minimum, 28 batters. 77 of 112 pitches were strikes. And his lone mistake of the night, he hit a batter in the fourth inning. With two outs. So he was a hit batsman away from a perfect game. He pulled off the no-hitter. The Padres 
they don't have that hanging over their head anymore and got a fun story to start off the MLB season. Couldn't agree more. And a little more to that story, I was reading up on him. He's from San Diego. He went to San Diego State. I mean, he's homegrown product, and he did it the right way. And by the way, that guy, he was leaning into that pitch. He leaned into that pitch, Joe. That's not your fault. It should have been a perfect game. That umpire should have been throwing him out. But, hey, I digress. Congratulations, baseball. You got a story. I like it. From there, you know what? I want to stay on on baseball for a quick second. Actually, I want to make it softball. And I want to go to that state that that uh, kind of caused you a little grief during the NCAA tournament. No, it wasn't Gonzaga. It's that other team you were kind of cheering for and you told us to put some money on it. I lost and I had to pay the bookie sooner than later. Thanks a lot, North Texas. But you know what, North Texas? You redeemed yourself. Why? A young lady named Hope Trotwine. Who is she? She pitches for the North Texas softball team. And you want to talk about no hitters? How about a perfect no hitter? What do I mean? 21 batters up, 21 straight strikeouts. Boom. That, my friend, is a perfect game. Well done, lady. Impressive. But remember, I gave you the North Texas over Purdue upset. Round one. That was me. I think I might have put extra money on Purdue because, uh, you know what? Hey, it doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, I thought to you, I thought to myself, you're big data. Every you know, computers make mistakes sometimes. And in this case, it was not the time. I went against you and I lost. So okay, fine. The mean I'm green. Sorry. They're legit in all sports, apparently. Uh, apparently, yeah, exactly. Big data is not wrong. Uh, speaking of green, great setup, big data. We go to Masters weekend. Wait a minute. Didn't they just play? They sure did five months ago. And Dustin Johnson Gretzky destroyed the field. But this time, didn't even make the cut. He's still tired. He's still, uh, you know, hungover from the big win. And uh, if you've seen his beautiful, beautiful fiance, hey, you know what? They were living it up. If you go on Instagram, I mean, they live a great life. Bottom line, he didn't make the cut. So that means, hey, defending champ, no more. There's somebody in the running. Well, guess what? For a little while, there was this Canadian. These Canadians are coming out of nowhere, big data. And this guy named uh, oh Corey Connors makes a hole in one, starts making a move. But there was a guy there. He, uh, you know, he said, nah, that's not too impressive because I'm crushing everyone as I go by. And it's Mr. Hideki Matsuyama who ends up winning the Masters. Big data. Did you watch the Masters this weekend? You know, I caught a good chunk of it. I saw Corey Carners uh, hit that hole-in-one. Um, it was a par three, the sixth hole. Uh, first hole-in-one in nine years on that hole at the Masters, so very impressive. Uh, apparently, hole 16 is where you've got the most hole-in-ones over history, and hole six is number two. So it's, it's a popular place to get a, a hole-in-one. Uh, yeah, saw Matsuyama. You know, I was pretty interested after. You know, he's a pretty humble guy. Uh, I saw on Twitter uh, the other day, you know, he was in the airport uh, waiting for his flight to Chicago so he could catch a, a connector, I guess, to continue home to Japan. And he was just there by himself. He was sitting there, and he, he actually had the green jacket nicely folded uh, just in the airport seating area. He just had it out and he was just hanging out. What? Yeah. It's just, just a cool, humble, regular are dude. You, are you telling me he was using it as a pillow? 
Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> not quite, not quite. But it looked like he was, you know, like he got it laundered and uh, it was nicely folded. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. This is Japan's first ever green jacket. The first guy to ever win a PGA championship. Obviously the master, correct? That's correct. Yeah, he's... he's. Uh... And... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And they couldn't charter a flight for this guy? They couldn't get him a private plane, get him back home and celebrate and have a ticket parade down down the street in Japan? What, what is going on He doesn't here? have people. He doesn't have people on? yet. Yeah, you know what? He doesn't have. He doesn't have an entourage. He needs an entourage. Hey, hey, Hideki, you need two guys. Big Data and the Maverick are here. We're available. We will. You know what? We've got we and the CEO will pump you hard, my friend. We will pump your Instagram even harder. Connecting flight for the for the guy that won the Masters. A connecting flight. Is this for real? For real. But I'll tell you what. I was I was looking. I read something on Golf Week here, and basically they said he won it based on seven of the eighteen holes over the over the four day tournament. So they said seven, eight, nine, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and fifteen. He beat the average score by ten strokes on those seven holes, and that's basically what gave him the advantage to win the whole tournament. He was also near the top in the uh, greens and regulation. Uh, but, no, his his dominance in those seven holes uh, is what brought it home for him. You know what? You know what that's called? Math. He used the right he, – he used his math skills and said, okay, if I dominate these holes, this is where I'm good at. These holes, I like these holes. I'm going to just dominate these. Worked out. I like it. Well done. And physics. Don't forget physics. And- <laughs> I suppose, yes, golf is a physics game. I'll give you that for sure. Take that for data. From there, you know, I love my golf. You know I love my golf, but at the same time, I love my NFL much, much more. In a couple of weeks, we have the April 29th NFL draft is upon us. Look, I love the the first weekend of NFL. It's probably my favorite, but I would actually say second is the NFL draft for me and then playoffs. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but it's actually that big on me. I'm a, I love my college football, but I just, I think that what the NFL has done by making this uh, an event, and it really has become that um, and having the NFL draft the way they do it. And what sucks is a couple of years ago, over 500,000 fans went to Nashville to watch the draft. Did you guys hear what I just said? Half a million people lined up on the streets of Nashville to watch the draft. That's how big it got. And then the stupid COVID got involved and kind of abolished it. But, hey, good on the NFL. They still were able to pull off some major ratings. I believe it was like 55 million people tuned in last year to watch the NFL draft. No difference this year because the drama that's ensuing right now are the top four picks. So let's go through them. We know who the top two are basically because it's it's on everyone's agenda, everyone's mock draft. Big data. It's Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson QB. We all know Jacksonville is going to take him. He is like kind of that franchise quarterback. You cannot not take him. At number two, it's our boy from Bay- from BYU. It's Zach Wilson. I'm still a little iffy on him, but the Jets traded away uh, Sam Darnold and said, hey, hey, you, Zach, get over here. We want you. So we know who the first two picks. At number three, the San Francisco 49ers made a move with Miami and said, hey, Miami, you don't need a, you don't need a quarterback. You got that Tua guy. Let us take it. So San Francisco's at number three, and at number four, it's Atlanta. Big data. Who do you think is going to go in three and four? Are you convinced it's the, uh, it's the other two big-name quarterbacks that are in this draft that are going to go there? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, San Fran didn't move up just to take anybody. They're taking a QB for sure. Um, yeah, who knows? Mac Jones, Fields, who knows who they want to take? I'm more interested in what are the Falcons going to do at number four. Are they going to take the best non-quarterback available? Or are they going to trade the pick to a QB needy team who wants to come in and get you know, the leftover QB that everybody else hasn't grabbed? So I think the most fascinating part of the draft is going to be Atlanta, you know, you know, like we were saying, he's, he's going to take that, you know, that big offensive tackle. They're going to take the crazy fast tight end. Or are they going to actually trade back and get a bunch of picks uh, to move back a little bit? So that's where the value in the draft is. That's where the excitement is. And, yeah, can't wait until the Falcons are on the clock. With that being said, since Big Data wants to sit on the fence this week and he's still upset about the Zags, we all know this is what's happening, I'll do this for you. All right. At number three, ladies and gentlemen, mark my words. It was almost written in stone. It was going to be Justin Fields. But from what I understand and from the reports I'm reading and from the other, let's say, uh, you know, just the internet, the perusing of the internet and looking around, it sounds like he did not have a good pro day. There seems to be a lot of mechanical problems. And people are saying that he has to go to a team that has some great coaching. So in my head, I'm like, but this doesn't make any sense. Isn't San Francisco well coached? Isn't this a dream for Justin Fields to go to a, a Shanahan type of offensive coordinator so that he can teach him the ways? I still think, because I can't pull myself to believe that Mac Jones is going to be taking over Justin Fields at that position. I think Justin Fields is raw, and if he is raw, he can be developed, he can be taken further. So I do believe that San Francisco is going to do what they need to do, which is the right thing, and take Justin Fields. And Mac Jones at number four will go to Atlanta. That will take, that means Trey Lance, who's out of North Dakota State, who's kind of like, you know, well, he's not like him. A lot of people kind of compare him because Carson Wentz went there and blah, blah, blah. He will go further down and nothing wrong with that. He'll go to a team that needs him. But I do think Mac Jones will end up at number four with Atlanta. I think, hey, why not learn from Matt Ryan? I may not be his biggest fan, but Matt Ryan is a guy that, you can learn he was MVP in 2015. There's something to be said. With that being said, Big Data, is there a player maybe in this draft to watch out for that all the fans, the people that download us will say, hey, Big Data said that guy's going to be pretty good? Well, it's no it's no surprise here who I think is going to be the best player. <laughs> and that's our boy, Zach Wilson. Love, oh, here we go. love the here Zach Wilson. Go I'm still, I Listen, still can't man, believe when... you think the Falcons – with thirty plus yeah. million dollars quarterback in Matt Ryan mm -hmm. are gonna pull a Green Bay Packers and take a quarterback to they're, sit on the bench? This is the Falcons. There's absolutely. no way they're gonna do this. You need you need you need a guy in the background one year. And and I'll be honest with you, Jordan Love, as much as I like that pick and didn't like that pick last year, the reality is you need to start you know, you, you got to start getting these guys ready, man. And it, that's why I'm worried about Zach because I, buddy, since day one, and with all due respect, I think I brought up Zach Wilson on this podcast. I'm the guy that was pumping his tires, but I never said he was NFL caliber ready from day one. I said, I just like the way this guy is. I like his size. I like everything. 
But what I don't like is being thrown on the New York Jets right away. I thought this guy, this guy last year was talked about maybe a late first rounder, maybe second rounder. Now we're talking second overall. That's huge jump, big data. That's a huge jump. I just I've seen this song and dance, man. I've seen it. I don't know. And I want I want better for my boy Zach. I want to see this guy. Succeed. Next thing you're gonna tell me is the Tesla stock was only a hundred dollars last year. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you know i wanted to buy that stock i was scared i only had a hundred dollars left of you know course everybody knows better they got to see another season from zach wilson but what about Listen, what about trevor lawrence he's going to do the same thing in jacksonville you're not you're not asking him to sit on the bench all year are you no of course not but it's a little bit of a different situation you know it don't come hey don't you be that guy and start comparing the two, okay? This is Ooh, they're totally two awful scenario, teams, right? both of them. <laughs> hold on. You're talking about a guy that was uh, in the, you know, you're talking about Clemson, who was a national championship just a year ago, uh, over a year, well, the previous year. And you've got a guy that no one, everyone's been talking about Trevor for years. He's got all the right stat, you know, uh, statistics. He's got the size. He's got the weight. Beautiful he's got the hair. He's got the Beautiful arm. He's hair. got it all. Great hair. And he got married this weekend. Congratulations to you, Trevor. Wishing you and your beautiful bride all the best. Real quick, though, I'm going to say these two names. This isn't like, you know, picking out of nowhere. Panay Sewell is an offensive tackle for the Oregon Ducks. This guy, for a very long time, was actually pegged at number two for the very long time. So when he goes, wherever he goes, is going to be a bargain pick. People are saying maybe the Bengals are going to try to grab this guy so that somebody's, uh, you know, protecting Joe Burrow. And then the pick that everyone seems to love, but no one loves this guy more than Mr. Jerry over in Jerry's world over in Dallas, Kyle Pitts. Every out of Florida, he's a he's a tight end, but slash at six foot six, two hundred and forty pounds. You can make him a wide receiver. Apparently, Jerry is trying to make moves to get down to go grab him. I don't know, Jerry. You got a lot of offensive power. Power. I don't know what you're trying to do, but I like it, Jerry. I like it a lot. You keep doing it because you guys all know, big data is all about the numbers. I'm all about the drama. Big data. From there, we go over to my favorite league because it's a whole bunch of drama lately. It's the NBA. Tell me a little bit about my boy, Steph Curry. Big night for Steph Curry. Uh, he was looking to catch uh, Will Chamberlain as the all-time leading scorer in Warriors history. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry to interrupt. You know I don't interrupt you. Will Chamberlain played for Golden State? That's right. The Philadelphia Warriors moved to the Bay Area while Will Chamberlain was on the team. So he is the all-time leading scorer in the Warriors franchise. Until last night. So Steph Curry, he needed 18 points to tie, 19 points to become the leading scorer. So everyone thought, oh, you know, sometime maybe in the second half. Uh, they would get that honor, not Steph Curry. He said, you know what? I'm going to drop 21 points in the first quarter. <laughs> so he had it right away. He had a 53-point night. You know what? When he's on, yeah. he's amazing. Uh was a great night, great accolade for, uh, you know, you know, to pass Will Chamberlain for Curry is just that's an amazing, amazing statistic. And, yeah, he's the uh, leading scorer in Warriors history now. 
if I pass Will Chamberlain in just a line at the local grocery store, I'm a happy guy. So this has got to, this is a phenomenal record. Congratulations to Steph. It's amazing. Amazing. And then unfortunately in the NBA this week, we got some bad news. You know, the Denver Nuggets were streaking. Uh, They had made a trade at the deadline. They got Aaron Gordon uh, from the Orlando Magic. Uh, You know, they won like seven games in a row after he joined the team. They're playing fantastic. You know, Jokic is the front runner for MVP. Michael Porter Jr. stepped up a level this year. He's an amazing young player. Jamal Murray was playing fantastic. And Really, they looked like the Nuggets were going to challenge for that third spot in the West. Uh, Looks like it's going to be Utah and Phoenix at the top. And then it was going to be Denver and uh, the Clippers. And, you know, the Lakers kind of been falling back with all their injuries. Uh, Anyway, life was good for the Nuggets. They were looking great. You know, Murray, Murray missed a few games with some knee tenderness. He comes back against the Warriors, has a pretty decent game, and then right at the end of the game, tears his ACL. Season over. Huge shock to the Nuggets. Uh, You know, they could still be the 3-4 seed in the West uh, for the rest of the regular season. There's only like, you know, 17, 18 games left in the season of a shortened 72-game season this year. But their playoff prospects have just taken a huge hit Murray was one of the best players in the bubble in the playoffs last year. They went to the Western Conference Finals. He was a scoring machine. He was playing amazing, and they've lost him. It's a huge, huge hit to Denver, and it's really going to reshape the West playoffs uh, for this season. You know what? This guy was uh, one of the main reasons I was so – enthralled with the NBA playoffs last year, the way him and and the Joker were playing together and just tearing it up and making that run. uh, It's, it's sad to see because, you know, you can't, you can't replace that. You know, yeah, they, they went out and got Aaron Gordon and yeah, he's a good player and all that, but you, you can't, you cannot replace that. It's too bad because I think the Lakers, if they really, you know, once they get healthy again in the playoffs start, I think that is the one team they were actually freaking out about. It wasn't the Clippers like everyone thought it was going to be or whatever it was. I, I'm pretty sure the Denver Nuggets, so pretty sad. P.S. Jamal Murray, Canadian. This has become a Canadian-heavy show. Not sure what's are happening. You, are you looking for them Canada to open the border? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. Well, that would be nice. You know, That would mean that there's less worry in the world. Yes, I would like that. With that being said, Big Data, I wanted to ask you really quickly about the Brooklyn Nets. You know I got to ask. You know I got to ask. I got a quick question. You got Durant, who was hurt for a little while. He finally gets healthy. He comes back, and then uh, Harden, he's like, oh, yeah, my knee hurts or something hurts, and I got to go or whatever, and he takes a couple of days off. And then Irving kind of just shows up whenever he wants. My question seriously is, are these guys just kind of saying, you know what, we're good. We're obviously dominating the East. We're just going to take some days off here and there periodically. We're all going to get everyone's playing time. And then come the playoffs, they're all going to be rested. Is this what their game plan is? Am I right about that, or are these guys legitimately really – you know, kind of hurt when the other, guys you know, normally I would like say this is not a good situation. You saw what happened with the Clippers last year. They were just, everyone was in and out of the lineup the whole season. And when the playoffs came around, they just couldn't make it happen at the end of games. They were blowing leads. They had some, you know, major defensive breakdowns, you know, got doc rivers fired. 
uh, you know, bad things happened. I don't get the same feeling from the uh, from the Brooklyn Nets just because you know whenever KD misses time, like he came back the other day and he only played a few minutes, but he was like perfect from the field. Like for some reason, when he comes back from injury, he is a hundred percent ready to go. Uh, I think they're so deep; they have so many guys now with Lamarcus Aldridge in the buyout market that they got Blake Griffin in the buyout market, even their, you know, scrub guys like Bruce Brown is having an amazing season. Uh, you know, Lawalu Cabarro is pretty good. They just have a, you know, Landry Shamit. They just have a bunch of, you know, solid kind of glue guys. And I don't think it's going to hurt them. I think they're uh, going to be really good in the playoffs. Uh, now, can they, hang with Philadelphia? Can they beat Milwaukee? Sure. Uh, they could also lose to those teams too. So it's, I think it's a bit of a toss up. Uh, but I think regardless of how many games everybody plays, they'll be the favorite in the East. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I just realized their head coach, Steve Nash, Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> you went on this you went on this tirade i asked the question and all i and then all of a sudden it just came to my head steve i don't know what's i don't i'm not gonna believe in conspiracy theories but you, there's something going are you on. doing there's are you doing a deal with the on. free trade agreement or something what's what's going on with you today <laughs> nafta you know you know me i'm all about the nafta one last thing bruce brown is going to be our biggest fan why because no one's ever said his name on any podcast or any form of uh nba an analyst show or anything like that so bruce brown we love you here come on, on any anytime podcast. bruce anytime. from there anytime you want sir from there we go to everyone's favorite segment it's the great debate and you know what? I, I feel like I should just like ask the, the general question. What's better, maple syrup or Canadian bacon? But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to ask. We talked about it a little bit earlier. It really just comes down to this big data. They're both really hard to get. But which one is harder to get? A no hitter in baseball or a hole in one? Well, I'm going to go for sure with the one that takes very little luck to do. Uh, you could get lucky at a hole in one. You cannot get lucky with a no hitter. You gotta, you gotta get out twenty seven guys uh, without a hit. I'm going for sure. Just the, with the amount of thousands and thousands of baseball games there are, and how few no hitters there are, uh, I gotta say no hitter all the way. So I I agree with you, but here's my thing on it. I'm going to agree with you. We're going to be on the same page for sure. A hole in one. I mean, you know, a guy at our local course can hit a hole in one on a lucky day. The wind's the right way. The grass is the right way. Whatever. Right. A no hitter. Nolan Ryan threw seven no hitters in his career. Everyone knows I love the Nolan Ryan, the express. This guy, seven no hitters. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. I None of us can do that. There's obviously like like our, our our friends out in San Diego. They needed one guy, a local guy, to finally pull one off. And and you got uh, Mr. Nolan Ryan pulling off seven on his own. I don't know. I agree with you, uh, Big Data. It's definitely the hole in one is easier to achieve. But at the same time, pretty cool that uh, the Canadian hit it at the at the Masters and all that stuff. But yeah, man. I know and don't forget, Nolan Ryan could also kick your ass.
dude, anytime an old man can put you in a headlock <laughs> on national TV and bust you in the head, it's over. Like that was the beautiful, the most amazing uh, old the man best, move the best, of all the best. time. The, the best, the best. There is no other better. There it is, everybody. The full spectrum podcast right at you. Download us. And if you haven't, keep cheering for Mr. Pat Vellner. You know, call, uh, you know, send a message over to to James Harrison and let him know, hey, we don't appreciate those videos making us look bad. Tell him to take them down. <laughs> get them get off Instagram. Just joking. We love the James Harrison. Talk to you. Thanks, everybody. Time. Take care. The Full Spectrum Podcast presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com.